Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Quokington. And so now we will be going towards the Merc, which is in southwest Telsa. And it opened... And on the edge of it is the town of Stormfield. Where we're going now. The town of Stormfield sits on the edge of a vast area of swampland known throughout the local area as the Merc. Though irritation from the swamp provides the town soaps farmers with an abundance of fertile farmland, the mire is a great place of great peril is avoided by nearly everybody. There's a link for the Merc. The Merc is the name given. Name that the residents of Stormfield have given the large swamp that borders the town. Many legends surround the Quagmire, but none more famous than that of the Merkmen. The Wooma, that an ancient temple hidden in the heart of the swamp, it's filled with valuable treasures. It's enticed many to enter the swamp over the years. Although they all either abandon their searches. Or simply never return from the tangled maze-like mire. Uh, at first glance, Spawnfield appears to be a town a good deal of distress. Many of its shops are closed and few people are out and about. The town's marketplace is deserted. Now and again, you pass small groups of armed men patrolling the town streets. Their equipment is of poor quality, which leads you to believe these men are most likely armed citizens, and not any sort of organised militia. Alright, let's hop over to one of those groups and find what's going on. Gonna have to hop up in front of their faces a few times to get their attention because I am small and they're quite distracted Merkmen says one of the men in the armed party passing by all about these parts of late isn't a street safe in this town anymore safe under the high sun you best not be caught out of doors after sunset. There's been a dozen attacks in the last week alone. You press press the man for more information about the Merc men of which he spoke. 
Always been in that infernal mire over there on the edge of town, he says, roughly indicating with a wave of his hand. It's known as the murk around these parts, but of late they've pressed a boundary sea, and it's not just one or two. These monsters are roving about in bands of four or five, sometimes more. I don't think I don't think we haven't asked for help from our good king, growls the other man, who carries a broad axe over his musty shoulder. Meaty shoulder. <laughs> good lot of good that lot of good that did us. Up in talentless and must be convinced. We're a bunch of loons down here. Squawking over fables of mud men who creep out of the swamp at night to prey on folks. I less than half believe it myself. I hadn't seen them with my own eyes. The men further explain that the town's militia was nearly wiped out in a brutal confrontation with over a dozen merc men two weeks ago. Since that time, the men of the town have formed patrol groups that sweep through the streets and around the borders of Stormfield day and night. It's the only thing that prevents the whole town from closing up, says the firm man. I don't know where your head is, stranger. But while you're in a stor- stormfield, oh, make sure you stay. Oh, make sure you stay inside at night. If the men begin to move off, your fir- the first man who spoke with, you spoke with turns and says something that piques your interest. He tells you that Stormfield's town magistrate is seeking to hear from anyone who would be willing to journey into the murk and stop the menace of the murk men at its source. You might call on me on, the, on him in the town hall, if you're so inclined, he says. You bid the men a farewell as they move off to continue their patrol. And here we are, we're back. We're back in the near the entrance of Stormfield. Alright, let's go visit this town magistrate. This town magistrate of Stormfield is a thin, grey-haired man with a short-cropped beard and small, shrewd eyes. You note that a longsword hangs from his belt, although judging by his overall physical condition, you conclude the weapon must merely serve a decorative purpose. Or, you know, as a reminder of... Stronger times. Welcome to Stormfield, stranger, he says. Wish you'd arrive during better times, though. Well, if there was be- if it was better times, I probably wouldn't come. Because I'm an adventurer. And adventurers turn up when things are at their worst. To stop, to get them back to their best. And then we leave. As usual. Sometimes we have some ale. Ale. First. Converse with the magistrates. That wretched swamp will be the end of us all, no doubt. Sneers the magistrate. The murk is what we call around here. You've heard half the ghastly things I've heard. Heard tell call about in that ooze and muck. You wouldn't think any town. Even a great walled city could survive being so close to such an abomination. The magistrate tells you that Stormfeld has recently been under an almost nightly assault from strange beings that dwell within the murk. Murk men is what we call them. He says, haven't the slightest idea of what they are or how they came to be. They creep out of their infernal bog seeking victims for our township. Okay, time to click the Merkman link. Over. Over the years, many residents of the town of Stormfield have reported seeing strange human creatures in and about the edge of the nearby swamp known as the Merk. According to all accounts, these Merkmen appear to be vaguely human in shape and are made entirely from mud and murk. A few locals have even said they were attacked and chased by these horrific creatures. The Merkmen, as these, as these creatures have come to be called, 
are one of the main reasons few dare venture into the swamp. The other reason is it's really, really muddy. <laughs> really muddy. Uh, he tells you that the Merkmen have always been part of Stormfield's local folklore. And over the years, a few of the town's residents have reported seeing them now and again. The sightings become more frequent over the past year. Until at last, Merkmen began attacking residents and travellers in the vicinity of Stormfield. Can't continue to live like this, sighs the magistrate. They're a town of farmers after all, not soldiers. We'll do our best, but I fear we have not the strength to repel their incursions for much longer. The magistrate studies you carefully and says, So, what brings you to see me, stranger? So, I could offer to venture into the murk and defeat the murk men, or get his hopes all up over nothing and leave. Well, obviously I'm going to defeat these Merc men. I mean, it is kind of my element. Well, Sir Cokington's element, as he is a toad. You introduce yourself to the Magistrate, and offer to venture into the Merc, and put an end to the menace of the Merc men. The Magistrate is overjoyed upon hearing your offer, and hastily initiates a shoulder cross with you. His joy quickly subsides, however, and is quickly replaced by a more sombre demeanour. It's a dangerous place, without question, he says, and made all the more so because we simply do not know what truly lurks within its borders. There are few from these parts who have ever dared set foot inside that swamp. But there is one. The magistrate carefully strokes his pointed chin for a moment, and he looks over you carefully. I'm not sure what a township of farmers could do to compensate such a heroic feat. Were to succeed, he says. However, rest assured, Sir Croakington, that such a deed would not go on. Oh, you don't, don't have to worry about the reward. The XP is more than enough for me. And whatever loot I get from possibly this ancient temple. That'll be fine, fine. If you don't look look you don't 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 worry about giving me money. Focus on we building your town's economy. Okay? Cause you're gonna have to do a lot of stuff to get the town up and moving again. You gotta remake all your fields. We plough the fields, we train the car. <laughs> Get back all the people that left. So on. You can't you can't just it's very difficult to just turn an economy on and off. Yes. Yes, Take a lot of money. Take a lot of time, money and effort to get things back moving again. You should use your money for that. I'm an adventurer. We don't really we're already rich. We get rich from all the skeletons we loot, steal from. The magistrate taps the hilt of his longsword and again strokes his pointed chin. Old man Trote, we call him. He's the mass lamb moving round this way. They that we know to have ever been inside the murk, he says. He's perhaps the closest thing Stormfield has to a hero, you might say. I would suggest you pay him a visit before you set foot in the swamp. His knowledge of the place could prove useful. You learn that old man Trote lives on the edge of town, and the magistrate explains to you how to get there. When you're done visiting with old Trote, come stop back, stop back here, says Croak, and he says, I'll make sure you're out with whatever you may need before you begin. All right then, off you go. Off to old man Troats. There isn't time to spare. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the early adventurers ventures give you some equipment to start with. But that that but later on that has just petered out because everybody 
because I think it's assumed that once you've once you've play, played through a few, a couple of dozen adventures, you're better equipped than anything that regular people can spare. Old Man Trope does, leaves dust on the outskirts of Stormfield, and following the directions that the magistrate has given you, it takes less than an hour to arrive at the small ramshackle dwelling. Also, in the early quests... There wasn't we when it was first out. There wasn't any replayables, so these these the equipment you get at the start may well be the only equipment you have for that slot. Uh, uh, other than maybe some random drops, and you're not going to just be able to buy the best equipment because you don't have the replayables to get all the gold. Here we go in. Old Man Trote lives just on the outskirts of Stormfield, and following the directions the magistrate has given you, it takes less than an hour to arrive at the small, ramshackle dwelling. An elderly gentleman whose sparse white hair is tied back in a long ponytail greets you at the door and asks you your business. When you explain how it is you came to seek him out, and you're seeking Seeking information regarding the Merc, Tamina softens and invites you inside. For the better part of an hour, over several mugs of strong paleo, old man tows you of his younger days as both a soldier in soldier in the Titan army and a rather famous local adventurer. His demeanour becomes quite serious when he begins to speak of the Merc. He adopts a cautionary tone. He tells you that he and two companions once ventured into the perilous swamp many years ago in search of the ancient temple that is said to lie in the heart of the mire. He learned that three men barely escaped the murk of their lives. The swamp is crawling with murk men, he says, as a look of disdain passes, passes over his face. There was... Though those folks who say Berkmen are a myth. Not many of those around here, but I'm not among them. I've seen them with my own eyes. Old Mantrode explains the Merkmen would rise out of the ground and attack without warning. He and his two companions were ambushed three times in this manner before they were forced to flee the swamp, and none of them ever returned. If you're going to head into that place... Take care, he cautions. The ancient temple is there, mind you. That's historical fact. But I've never seen it. And I shouldn't think it would be easy to get to. My guess is the temple is something to do with the Merkmen. Through just what, I can't say. Old Man Trote wanders off, off the fireplace and picks a wedge-shaped piece of bronze off the mantle. He turns... He turns around and hands the curious item to you. Old Man Trope tells you he and his companions were barely inside the swamp when they encountered what he describes as a living statue. The statue came after them aggressively and they were forced to engage it in combat. Well, of course it came to life. It's a statue. That's what statues do. They come to life and try to kill you. I don't even know why would anyone even build a statue if it's not going to come to life and try to kill you. To make some horrible person look not so horrible? Because, I mean, if they were good, they don't need a statue. <laughs> when we finally beaten it, we found that amongst the rubble. Says old man Trote, pointing to the sliver of bronze he handed to you. It's a bronze disc shard. An encumbrance of one. This metal shard is approximately one seventh of what would make an entire disc. You currently have one shard, hmm. So I've got to find six more. No doubt, somewhere in the swamp and the murk and the mud and the mire and the scrouching and the scrooping and the scrumbling in the weed. 
and the biting and the buzzing and occasionally eating the tasty bugs. He tells you to keep the shard, though he's not entirely certain what purpose it could possibly serve. The sorcery at work in that place, he says honestly. Man creatures rising up out the swamp, statues moving about as if they were alive. I can only guess that something powerful lurks therein. Perhaps you'll find out. Perhaps not. You bid old, old man trot farewell, and as you leave his dwelling, he offers you one final bit of advice on the murk. He tells you there's once an old woman by the name of Ithril, who lives in a small cabin at the edge of the swamp. She was called Ithril the Wise, for his long thought that she dabbled in magic. She was the focus of many local legends, including some that maintained she was in league with the Merkmen, or even their creator. According to old man Troke, she was reported to have frequently ventured into the Merk, although for what reason, no one can say. About a dozen years back, she just disappeared, as the old man wrote. I don't just mean her. She and her entire cabin vanished overnight. Most folk think that something crept out of the bog she always visited and dragged her into the mire, house and all. Still, every once in a while, someone around these parts claims to have seen her. Always about the swamp's edge. She was a strange old woman, and should you encounter her, you'd be wise to be cautious. Very cautious. You thank old man Trope for the information, and leave his dwelling. A little while later, you're back in the centre of Stormfield. Ooh, so I've gone from an old man NPC to an even older woman NPC. Alright, let's visit this town magistrate. Get some gear. If it's not good, I'll just leave it there. When you step into the town hall, you're surprised to find the magistrate and four other grey-haired men awaiting your arrival. They smile upon seeing you, and the magistrate introduces the four men as Stormfield's Council of Elders. The Council of Elders has seen fit to equip our bold new hero with what may help her on her tasks, says the Magistrate. She points to a collection of items laid out on the floor. Take what you will, Sir Crokington. Yep, so it's all... It's it's all bad. None of it's any good. I mean, I could sell it for about... Couple of hundred gold if I took all of it. No, 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 no. Use it. Use it to equip. Use it to equip your own townspeople. I'm going to be in there for a while, and I'm sure the Merkman will try some other. Will probably attack while I'm in there. Equip yourself. I'll just leave that. Your decision to enter the Merk is a brave one, one that the people of Stormfield would applaud you for," says the magistrate. The Magistrate tells you that he and the Council of Elders have chosen to keep your upcoming mission secret from the town residents, so that you will not encounter any interference. Well-wishers and onlookers, though they might be well enough, would only prove a hindrance to your tasks, says one of the Elders. The Magistrate explains to you how to get to the most accessible entrance to the Merc. You, you listen carefully to the directions. He also tells you to use caution when entering the swamp. To maintain the secrecy of your mission, it would be best not to let others see you entering the murk, he says. When at last you're prepared to leave the town hall, the magistrate and the four elders say a quick prayer over you, asking that the Allfather guide and protect you on your path into peril. Report back to me as much as needed, says the magistrate as you leave the town hall. Good luck, Sir Crokington. My hopes and prayers go along with you. As you step out of the town hall, you feel a tug on your sleeve. Right, I'm... 
you feel a shadow fall across you and turn to find one of the town elders, a man by the name of Corindar, has followed you outside. The tall, grey-haired man smiles warmly and warmly and gently pats you on the back. And a few other areas pats a bit. Stormfield was a good town, Sir Krog. Stormfield is a good town, Sir Crokington. Full of good people, says Corinda, his voice thin and waspy. Oh dear, I've lived here my whole life, and I intend to die here. Wish we had a few more like yourself back in the old days, when the town faced goblin raids and the like. But no matter, your time is now. And the people of this town, though they do not yet know it, are grateful to you. People like you, throughout the ages, have always held back the vile minions of darkness, allowing simple and good people to lead simple and good lives. Thank you, Sir Crokington. I do, I hope, I do hope you don't come to any sort of nasty end in that place. You wouldn't be the first. You are momentarily point. Always puzzled by the elder's last sentence, but you manage to thank Corindar for his thoughtful words and bow gracefully before bidding farewell and continuing on your way. I can visit the local mercantile now. Trader Enbrick's well-organised store is home to quite a diverse array of items. Enbrick himself has apparently taken ill of late, and so a short, thin man named Beldwit points to trading posts in his stead. Nice to see you, milady, he says, hobbling out from behind the board counter. How do all these people know? <laughs> the answer, of course, is... Because then they... Because <laughs> that's just the way the game's programmed. Converse with Bedwick. Bedwick goes on for several minutes about local events in Stormfield. Though nothing he says truly piques your interest. You do have a note he makes mention of the local swamp known affectionately as the Merc. He venomously cautions you against going there. Any man, woman or beast witness enough to enter that tangled maze of a quag deserves everything he has in store for him, you've asked me, he says. Take more than a few steps from his edge and you'll be lost for certain. Converse further. A strange look comes over Bedwin's face when you question him further about the merc. He's suddenly busy himself with something and pretends not to take any notice of you. What's he got for sale? He's got a terrible spear, a terrible dagger, a terrible helmet, a mediocre shield, and... Terrible armour. Oh, a small backpack. But do I have a backpack yet? Yeah, I have a large backpack. And only one of them counts. So no point getting that. There's a tinderbox that has never done anything. A lantern. Don't need that. I've got the adventurer's lantern. Which is better. Because it's magic, it magically has no weight. And there's a shovel, but I already have a shovel. And I think there's only one use for it in the entire game. There might be others. Let me just check. Yep, only one use in the entire game for a shovel. I'm guessing when the game was originally designed, it was intended to be more open and less narrative. Might have even been a treasure hunting thing. Or something like that. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway. I can sell things there, but the prices are pretty bad. Because well, well, they've they've got they haven't got much money in this town because of all the merkmen. Move to the entrance of the merk. You're standing at the outskirts of the town of Stormfield, on the edge of a vast tangled swamp known as the merk. 
twisted, moss-covered trees rise through pools of dark, stanchion water. This is a safe space, so I can save. And if I ever get hurt, I can rest here. But of course, i got to get back here first. Uh, and some people have been here recently. Let's see, there's uh, someone called Hunter. Who's uh, f far more established than you expect characters to be here. Oh, maybe they're doing... Well, there is another quest that goes here, so it's probably that. Yeah, yeah, one one that's pretty deep in there. All right, time to enter the swamp. You take one last look around before stepping into the dense tangle of the perilous bog. You're standing just inside the edge of the tangled swamp known as the Murk. Sunlight floods into this part of the swamp through a wide opening in the dense foliage to the west. A broad path exit the, exit the, exits the mire in that direction. You spot a set of human footprints in the soft earth heading south. Well, let's follow these footprints. Following them south, then east, then south, then east... You're in the midst of the tangled mire known as the murk. Narrow paths lead off in various directions through the thick foliage. Alright, going west. You're freezing your tracks as the ground before you begins to weave and bubble. You watch in horror as three thick humanoid forms erupt from the mire at your feet, blocking your path. The wicked creatures stretch open gaping mouths and bellow into the air. As cruel, dark eyes slit spring open amidst the swamp ooze that drips from their heads. You now face the legendary Merc Men of the Merc. Three Merc Men. Stab! I'm getting way too close, way too close to the I'm getting all muddy. The Merkmen bellow and attack you with weapons obscured by ooze, but they are all slain. I managed to kill three of them in two goes. The Merkmen explode, splattering you with a shower of lukewarm mud and ooze. Yeah, that's probably what took out the others. You quickly wipe away the fetid layer of muck that obscures your vision. Behold a curious sight. Lying on the ground. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The workman once stood on the skeletal remains of a hooden, of a human Mingled in with the badly singed bones is the following. A stone longsword, stone longsword, and a stone dagger. Let's look at this stone longsword. It's got a weight of 12. 
It's way too heavy to pick up, and they're all common, so I won't be picking up any of them. Also, they're quite possibly cursed. This long sword has a thick blade of rough stone. This weapon is of common qualities. Just a stone dagger, incumbent of five. This da dagger has, has a thick blade of rough stone. This weapon is of common quality. Yeah, I'm not going to be equipping up, picking up any of these stone stuff. You spend the next few moments wiping away the foul-smelling ooze from your face and clothing, before you prepare to once again set off through the tangled swamp. Alright, following the footsteps. Uh, wait, I can't... Ah, ah, okay. Oh, I lost the footsteps for a bit, but there's one to the north. But I go to the east just to finish off a little, little route, little outcrop. Alright. We spot a set of human footsteps on the soft earth leading north. You come across a small hut built out of dark, wet timber and thick slabs of damp earth. The odd dwelling sits perched on top of a sizable mound of dry ground that rises out of the swamp. You can see a, a thin trail of grey smoke rising out of a circular hole cut into the roof. The wooden door is slightly ajar. Hmm. I wonder if this looks somewhat like how Star Car looked. Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, Star Car at uh, Stone Age site. Very old. Alright, enter the small hut anyway. Despite the fires that roars inside a circle of stones in the middle of the floor, it's nearly pitch black inside the small hut. Your senses are overwhelmed by the combined odour of musty earth and wood smoke. A bright flash of blue light suddenly smooths the small interior, blinding you in its brilliance. The light quickly subsides leaving the womb bathed in an eerie blue glow. Seated in a chair next to the fire is an old woman, garbed in a tattered brown robe. The hood of her robe conceals most of her face. The old woman raises her head and smiles at you. You're somewhat taken aback to notice the ornate tattoo of a spider sprayed across her forehead. Hmm. All right. Woman after my own heart, I guess. Hello. Hello, Sir Croakington, says the old woman, her voice strangely medolic, her smile growing broader. What is it you seek from youthful the wise that I, uh, I, I can't do a medolic? I can't do a melodolic voice. I just, just, just don't have the training. Or the... The mouth shape, or the throat shape. Alright, so, I have three options. Ask her how she knows your name. Attack the old woman. Don't. Do. That. She's far stronger than she looks. And also, you know uh, you're attacking an old woman. That That is like... Pretty... That's what bad people do. It's it's like pretty much it's it like that and stealing candy from babies is is if that with petty acts of evil, just petty. And also, she can help you. Or I could leave the hut, but I have to come back again. Ask her how she knows your name. There's little that goes by in the world that does not come under my scrutiny, says the old woman. I am Ithril, known to some as the wise, though I gather the name stirs few recollections these days. Ethel gazes directly into your eyes, and you find yourself unable to look away from her piercing stare. So apparently I still have the option to attack her, and it's still a very, very bad idea. 
in both senses of the words word. So, so let's just have a chat. I mean, as we all know, the older the NPC, the more the more likely they know what's going on. Good verse. Elifra's metadonic voice floats through the small hut. She speaks in rather cryptic terms about the Merc, revealing very little about herself in the process. Suddenly, the old woman makes a mention of something that earns your full attention. You've no doubt heard the legends about the ancient temple at the centre of the swamp, she says. It fell into ruin many centuries ago, and much of it has been swallowed by the swamp. Yet about it there dwells a wickedness that grows with each passing day. For the spirit of Tepthog is still strong there, and his minions gather strength. Listening to Othiel's tale, you learn that Tepthog was a powerful, malevolent spirit, a dynamic servant of Jorweth that was worshipped by an ancient, cruel race of men known as the Glot, that once whelmed the north of Broadlands during the Age of Storms. Okay, that... That's a lot. That's a lot of new terms there. All right, let's start with Jorweth. Jorweth is the dark god of enduring evil. Though some question the existence of his deity, he is worshipped by a religious order known as the Kawund. Some believe that Jorweth is one of the more powerful demon lords, who directly serves the great demon Ichthion. Ichthion is the big bad. If there's something going wrong, it's Probably tied to Ichthion in some way. Possibly a very convoluted way. The Korans, they're bad guys. That, that's all you need to know for now. Who are the Glod? The Glod were a race of semi-nomadic. Were a, partic- were a semi-nomadic and particularly cruel race of men that once roamed the North Broadlands during the Age of Storms. The Glod were primarily plunderers who earned their fearless reputation for their brutality in combat and their merciless attitude towards enemies. They worshipped a powerful and relevant spirit known only as Tefok. Little is known about the being of legend known as Tefok. Through the wounds of several temples, once erected in his honour, lie scattered throughout the realms. Well, let's just hope that he just stays away, Tafog. Although I don't think that's the plan of something. Something is scheming here. Alright, North Broadlands, that's just the area... The top third of the continent and has about six or so kingdoms there. We spend nearly all the game in Tosas, so you you don't really have to know about the other ones very much. During the Age of Storms, we'll click that link too. The Age of Storms preceded the Age of Alderaan and lasted for over 10,000 years. Swift's two races of men, the Aldevari and the Vorenthian, arrived in northern Swift towards the middle of this age. The Aldevari are regular people, and the Vorenthian we encountered encountered earlier in the in the realm of the warrior spirit Palk. They are also elsewhere. No wait. No, 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 those weren't Vorenthium, those were their own thing. Weren't they? Oh, I forget, I forget. With, oh, no, well, anyway, they're, they're a different race. This dark and brutal age in Swift's history was characterised by violent storms of magical energy that waged over the whole of the world for years at a stretch. 
Many lawmasters believe the storms were caused by open whiffs between the world of Swith and the realm of the Neverness. Yep, a bad time. A bad time. Especially with those glod people running around and wrecking whatever whatever you could manage to build between all those between those magical storms. But it ended. Tefok, as many of the ancient world's powerful spirits, faded into the shadows as the age of Alduan dawned. Uh, oh, click that link too. Alduan is the name given to the first of Swift's three great ages. The age of Alduan began when Seer led, led the Advari over the Sundran Sea and into Swift to escape the destruction of Fulodir. During this age, the Vuvinadi first harnessed magic and wielded magic, laying, laying the foundation for all that would follow. Yet that's a bit like Lord of the Rings, because that also blew up a continent in its lore. Right, what are these great ages? Oh, yeah, that's... That link isn't there. Well, there's the Age of Algeron, Age of Ichthyon, and the Age of what? Folion? There, there is another age. But, but that's in the future. Yet this says Ithril, yet the spirit was not vanquished. The spirit is here, in the very mire that surrounds us. Even now I can feel its presence as Trethog's scythe strives to again take form in this world. Ilifil tells you the infamous Merkmen of the Merk would become a local legend in and around Stormfield for over the years are in fact the spirits of long dead Glod who once worshipped Tefog at the temple in the heart of the swamp. Dude... That's a long time to hold a grudge. It's been, well, well we have the whole way. That was the age of storms. So, you, you've, you've been, whole, you've been just bumping around being, being angry and cruel for two whole ages. Well, I'm not, not sure if it's two whole ages. It's kind of hard to tell how far we are into the age of Ichthyon. Because I think a lot of the things imply it's the beginning of the age of Ichthyon. Which means it's gonna which means it's gonna be quite a long time before we take down the demon himself. Tefox certainly knows you're here, Cortana's Ethel. For the vile spirit is the very essence of this swamp. Lurking in the dark waters of his cool minions. Lying in wake, wait, prepared to do his dark bidding. Ithel grows quiet. Do you feel certain she is st- still studying you intently? For beneath the hood that obscures most of her face. Tefos Merkmen already pressed the boundaries of the mire. Corson's Ithel. Her tone grave. They now roam the dry woodlands near Stormfield in the dead of light. They grow bolder with each passing day. For the good of this world, the foul spirit of Tefog must not be allowed to again take form. It would be disastrous. Ethel studies you carefully before continuing. As it is now, I fear the time may not be far off where the invasion will creep forth from the heart of this swamp. An army of wicked beasts prepared to do the bidding of a cruel and powerful master. Well, better put a stop to that. The minions of the wicked spirit are numerous indeed, says Uthu. They are not all merkmen, or creatures of the swamp to be sure. Know that those who walk in the world of living men... It would also have the evil of Tefog take form. <gasps> oh no, 
Ithril is silent for a few moments, and you sense she is lost in thought. At last, she again speaks. My time here grows short, Sir Quokington. Though I am both feared and mistrusted beyond the borders of this swamp, long has my own magic helped to contain the menace that seeks to creep forth on this mire. Yet my power on this world wanes, even as Tefog's spirit is renewed, and I fear that the containment of this menace will only serve to delay the inevitable horror that should never come to be. The centre of Tefog's power, and the place where his spirit will take to attempt to take form, is the ruined temple at the heart of the swamp, she says. But no, should you seek this place, you will find it guarded by a fearsome creature of shadow, a neverworld protector of Tefog. But there is yet hope. Yifril waves her white left hand towards the fire, and, and the flames momentarily turn a brilliant shade of green. Seek out and defeat the mystical stone guardians that roam this mire. And bring to me the seven bronze shards they carry. Oh, I've already got one. From these shards I will create for you a key. That will unlock a weapon capable of defeating the temple guardian. You must not hurry though. For time may no longer be an ally. And take great care. There are others who tread the path of this swamp. Swamp. Those who wish to see the foul spirit take form in this world again. I have felt their presence. Ifro's voice trails away. She sinks back into the wooden chair. Leave the hut. Enter the hut. Despite the fire that wars inside the circle of stones in the middle of the floor. It's pitch black. Hello, Sir Crokington, she says. What in the name of the elder spirits can hear for the wise do for you? Perhaps you seek my instruction in magic. I do, I do, I do! So I could converse. And that's pretty much the same... And that's the same thing that happened this first time. So, time to learn some magic. Seek magical instruction from you through the wise. You seek power, Sir Quokington, she says. Hint of hesitations creeping into a strangely medallic voice. Know that its use must always be tempered with wisdom. A fool does not possess power. The power possesses the fool. Ithra rises from her chair and assumes her full height. The fire within the circle of stones wars. With increased intensity, she extends both hands towards you, her palms turned upwards. Take my hands, Sir Quokington. Okay, I've two or three options. Leave, attack her. Why? I'm learning magic. Or take her hands as she's instructed. Well, of course I'll take her hands. I've got to learn magic. The moment your fingers come into contact with Ethel's flesh, an intense surge of energy begins coursing through you. Your body stiffens as Ethel's damp hands clamp down upon you. Your vision begins to blur and then fade as a series of powerful sensations threaten to overtake your senses. Ifor laughs, her voice no longer medolic, but instead shrill and cold. You near to collapse when suddenly the sensations begin to subside, and several seconds later, they have disappeared completely. Ifor smiles and lets go of your hands. You're indeed ready, she says, her voice once again medolic. Let us begin our training at once, if you so desire. 
It will cost you 32 experience to attempt to acquire a new power of your choosing by training with Ithra. And that's a bargain. It will cost thousands of experience to learn them at the Grey Circle. And the Grey Circle doesn't teach all of them. Spend 32 experience and attempt the training. Ithel the Wise is indeed a master of Neville energy. He's able to train you in any of the spears of magic listed below. So I can learn necromancy or telekinesis. Oh, I'm going to learn necromancy because this is pretty much the only place you can. Well, well, you can learn it at the at the Adventures Collective, but that costs adventure. That costs adventurous tokens, and those are very, very limited. Acquire the power of necromancy, of course. I've got it. There. May the power you've acquired serve you faithfully, says Uthiel. She once again takes her place in the chair next to the fire. Seek ma- more magic construction. Alright, take her hands. I cannot train you any further, says Uthiel. Too much power is something I would not wish upon any soul. If you're still first to it, you should have to seek instruction elsewhere. But of course, of course, he's only going to teach you once. Because otherwise, you'll just learn all the magics here. Which will make the, put the grey circle out of business. So, alright, leave the hut. Head back south. Alright, now I'm going to be looking for those statues. Alright, making my way back to the entrance to the Merc. Alright, nearly there. Okay, get going south to the southwest corner. There I am. I'm gonna go east a bit. It's a very, very mazy, mazy place, the Merc. The sound of heavy, wacky breathing approaching from behind causes you to spin around. Prepared to defend yourself. Looping along the narrow trail behind you is the half-watted form of a swamp troll. The hideous, seven-foot-tall, half-watting humanoid appears to be following your scent. Upon catching sight of you, it rises to its full fearsome height and issues a glottal snarl. The swamp troll extends long, stone-like claws from the ends of its bony fingers and rushes towards you. It's a swamp troll. Pity I don't have a troll bont, because otherwise I'd bont it. The swamp troll crawls at you viciously and is slain for 2xp. You rest for a few moments following your victory, for once again setting off with the tangled maze that is the Merc. Alright, back to the entrance. Now I'm going to go north to the northwest corner. Well, I can't. Because I have to twirl round. You climb up. You climb over a large mount of rotting vegetation. Behold a curious sight. What appears to be a human-sized stone statue, cracked and covered with vines and moss, is moving slowly through a pool of knee-deep water. The statue turns its square head, looks in your direction for several seconds before continuing on its way. As the statue turns and departs. You take note of two curious engravings on its broad back. The likeness of a flame and a serpent have been carved into its stone flesh. So I could leave it, speak, or attack. I'll speak first. You manage to catch up with the statue. And when you're within a few paces of the odd strone being, it stops and turns to face you. Then, with a grating sound, a slab of stone on its Face slides back, and a rumbling voice begins to speak. Tefog will rise again, says the voice from the statue. Tefog will reclaim his right and seek vengeance. Leave this place while you are still along the living. The statue turns and begins to once again move away through the swamp. Uh, attack the statue. 
The statue moves slowly to counter your attack. His deep-set eyes not betraying any hint of emotion. He's a stone guardian. And I'm going to fight it. Stab it. The stone guardian strikes you with its heavy fist. Ugh. You haven't ever fought a statue before, have you? Little stabby knife. Well, you're going to be doing a lot more of that in the future. And it is slain. 5 XP. The stone being crumples to the ground. His deep-set eyes flicker several times before finally closing. You shift through the cracked, vine-entangled remains of the stone guardian. A surprise to discover what appears to be a wedge-shaped shard of a bronze disc. Based on the size of the disc, you realise it would take seven of these shards to construct an entire disc. Try to take it with you. Alright, I've got two of them now. It's taking a few minutes to readjust your equipment, you once again set off through the perilous swamp. Alright, we're drawing close to an hour now, so I'll just get myself to the northwest corner. Here we go. A massive statue rises out of the swamp. It's formed vaguely human, though it is whittled with large cracks and covered with vines and moss. The statue rises at least 12 feet above the surface of the mire, despite being buried up to its waist in muck and ooze. The likeness of a serpent and a flame have been carved into its chest. The sudden sound of stone, grazing upon stone, startles you. The massive statue turns its head in your direction. With deep-set eyes, the strange creation stares down at you. Right, I guess I'll attempt to speak. The statue continues to stare down at you as you attempt to converse with it. Suddenly, several of the stones that make up its lower face slide back to reveal a gaping mouth. A crumbling voice, a rumbling voice, issues forth from the opening. Tefog will rise again, announces his voice. Leave this place or perish. Alright, well, attack the massive statue, of course. As you move forward to attack the massive statue, it clenches its mighty stone fists and prepares to bring them down upon you. It's a massive stone guardian. And it's going to be smashed. Slammed its heavy fist down at you. But keeps missing me. Because I'm so small and so fast. And so, same colour as the swamp. You've slain your foe. 69 experience. Nice. A deafening, crackling sound followed by a deep rumble singles the defeat of the massive stone guardian. The magical stone creation shudders and crumbles as weighty chunks of rubble tumble into the surrounding swamp. When the being is no more, you move over and closely examine its remains. You're surprised to discover what appears to be a wedge-shaped shard of a bronze disc. Here it is, number three. Alright. And here's the smashed guardian. That's all that's there now. Alright. Oh, we've just passed an hour. Time to get back to the entrance and save. No need to rest. Nothing has laid a finger on me yet. Leave the swap and head west and save. So in the next episode, we will track down the west of those those stone those bronze segments. Find the hidden weapon. Get past the Guardian, go into the temple, defeat a gazillion merkmen, men, stop whatever human allies they have, and defeat the dark god Tefog. And thus, save the town of Stormfield and probably ultimately the entire kingdom. But, until then, farewell fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.